This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Western Washington's Noah Gunderson is now out with a new record. It's called A Pillar of Salt. And he joins me now to talk about it. Hi, Noah. Hello. So the first single off this record is called Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. I couldn't find a better name for this. And I understand that you recently moved out of Seattle. What was the inspiration behind the move as well as the song? I kind of had less and less of an attachment to Seattle um, as I started traveling more and more for work and just watching the culture of the city change, which, you know, I think I think it's easy for anybody who's grown up in a particular place to kind of mourn its evolution and change. And of course there's things about the way that Seattle's become that like I personally don't love, but I also recognize that's just the nature of, of any kind of major metropolitan area that it's going to change. So I hate to sound like the, like the good old days guy, but, but basically, yeah, it just became a place that I kind of, I didn't feel like I really related to, didn't resonate with anymore. And, um, so when COVID hit, I packed up and moved north um, up to Whatcom County. And so, yeah, it's the, the Sleepless in Seattle song is kind of a, I guess it's a bit of like a farewell love letter to um, the place I grew up. Yeah, because so you grew up in, in Olympia, so still in the region, and then you moved to Seattle um, I think 2009, so you've been there for more than a decade. I mean, how would you describe how the city has changed? Well, I mean, I think I kind of got the last death rattle of its coolness um, <laughs> when I moved up there because uh, it was already started to change. And, you know, like I, my memories of my early memories of Seattle were a place where every everywhere I went, I knew, I knew people. Um, it was still like a relatively small city you could find parking in ballard on a weekend um <laughs> you, could, you know like we had yeah um it was just different and it was a it was an affordable place for artists to live um there was a community and a scene that um, although it had plenty of its problems um at least it existed. And, and, you know, and I say that as a person who's, I know that I'm sure there's a scene there now. I'm just not plugged into it because I've become an old person who moved away. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, going to Connor Byrne for the open mic nights and watching different bands kind of form out of that scene was a special time. And you know, sadly now, every time I visit, I'm just like, I don't recognize this place anymore. I don't know who these people are. I don't recognize this scene. But that also, that's also just the nature of change, and I just kind of accept that. Where it's just half-finished skyscrapers begging the question, does anyone care anymore? And this city was built on the
you know, you also talk about leaving Seattle in your song Exit Signs. Finally getting out. I finally moved out of the city. Cause every bar in town is much too loud and just reminds me of all the nights behind me. How has leaving felt for you? There were so many things that happened at once. Obviously, the pandemic was a massive change in everyone's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it coincided with a lot of different things. It, it coincided with moving, coincided with kind of this existential crisis of like literally not being able to do my job for a year. Yeah. And I was thinking about this earlier today. It's it's like when when COVID first hit, there was this kind of dreamlike state where everyone was shockingly present every day because there was such a novelty, and it was better for some people than others. And depending on your situation, it was it could be drastically different. We were all kind of in this same boat of uncertainty, which made every day feel unique. And, but then the longer we were in it, like the, the world before the pandemic starts to feel sort of dreamlike to me. So leaving was all part of this like giant paradigm shift where it's hard to pinpoint what was what, you know, Mm. like what, did I feel this way because I left or did I feel this way because I was on lockdown or did I feel this way because, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so yeah, my, I, I definitely feel like there was like a sort of a looking glass kind of moment where my life changed in ways that I had very little control over and accepting what's, what's different and kind of, goodbye to to the life that was before this time um which is a life that's not just in seattle but a life of like before having this space to really be introspective yeah you collaborated with um phoebe bridgers on the track atlantis it's over I understand she's been a big fan of yours for a while, and this isn't your first collaboration together. Talk about how your creative relationship um, formed with Phoebe. I met Phoebe in LA years and years ago. She actually sold merch for me at a show. Um, <laughs> I love that. And I, yeah, I think her and her friend were. I think they were under 21 at the time, so they couldn't actually come to the show, but they were able to if they like sold merch or something. So um, that was the first time I met her. And then we'd sung a song for Sons of Anarchy at one point. And then I saw she had done some stuff with Ryan Adams. And so she was kind of in the periphery. And then she came to a show that I had played in LA and um, had like tagged a video. She took in and, and then I was just, I was in bed that night and came across the, one of the first songs from the, 
her first record that hadn't come out yet. And I was like, holy shit, this girl's going to be yeah. really famous. Um, and then she came on tour with us and um, we put out a song. We did like a collaborative thing at the end of that tour on the White Noise tour. And uh, so, yeah, we were, and, and then she got super famous, <laughs> and um, which is great. I'm super stoked for her. It's cool to see her kind of rise. Um, and, you know, I, I selfishly, this is one of the benefits of the pandemic is we were able to get her to sing on this song. Cause I think if, if it hadn't, if it hadn't been COVID, she would have been far too busy to be able to do this. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel very lucky to have her on the track. You know, I was thinking about your song, The Coast, where you kind of allude to touring and like, you know, saying it was like, you know, you're going to all these places, but never really knowing where you are. You know, it's all the same. I traveled late with songs to sing. I flew all around the world, but couldn't tell you where I've been. It was all the same. It was all what were your thoughts then, and and how are you feeling about getting back on the road after taking so much time off? So I kind of have this perfect setup um, for this fall. Um, we're actually starting, I guess, in a couple weeks, um, where I'm doing these residency shows, um, where I'm flying out to a major market and playing in the same venue for two or three nights, mm. um, which was fortuitously something we'd already kind of had in place before COVID and had to postpone these shows. But I'm, I'm I, I feel very that this is how we set things up because for one, everyone I'm talking to who is going on proper tours, um, it doesn't really sound that fun. I mean, it's touring in general is not that fun, but when you take away all the, fun elements like being able to go out and you know meet people and hang out at different restaurants or bars and things like that a lot of my touring friends aren't really able to do that because the covid protocols are so kind of strict for everyone in the touring party because if someone gets sick you know the whole tour shuts down so thankfully i'm not in that position because i'm doing these fly out things but I've definitely become a homebody mm. and you know, the idea of doing any more traditional touring is not really that appealing to me. And really I want it to be fun. I don't, there were so many things about music pre COVID that had just started to become a bit of a drag, but I was just doing them because that's what I had always done. So I think moving forward, my plan is to do, probably more intentional, but fewer shows. Um, like we're doing these two nights at St. Mark's Cathedral um, in December and things like that really give me an opportunity to kind of dive into the production and really curate an experience that I think is more enjoyable for me and hopefully more immersive for the people in the audience. Um, while also just like prioritizing my 
mental health. Like touring is, is great if you love it. And it, but it's also a bit of a young man's game. And for me at least kind of came with a lot of, um, self-medicating to kind of get through it. Cause it's just such a grueling process. Um, and so, yeah. So all that being said, I, I'm, I've found a lot of joy in performing since COVID because I realized how important it is for myself and for people to be in a space together and have a shared experience. But the mechanisms around traditional touring, going out for six weeks or two months or whatever, are just, it's not sustainable for, for me. And so, you know, I think like, like how COVID changed, you know, for example, people being able to work from home was like this very novel idea and now everyone's doing it. I think, at least for me, this time has kind of given me perspective on like new ways to do shows without having to just fall into the traditional model. That was my conversation with Noah Gunderson about his latest album, A Pillar of Salt. He'll be playing live for two nights in Seattle at St. Mark's Cathedral in early December. Sleepless in Seattle I couldn't find a better name for this If idle hands make devils work Maybe we should build a church Just so we can burn it down Cause every bar in this city Reminds me of somebody now If I get drunk at 12th and Union Whose street will I go wandering?
That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.